Let's spread a song so you can sing along with one special guest or two. Or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me is new bestie of the pod. He is <laughs> he is like the owner of Stage to Screen, and he's been featured in a few episodes here. It's Darius Ooh. Fry, everyone. Hey, what's going on? It's good to be back. Good owner, CEO, <laughs> president of Stage to Screen, oh, and star. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's weird, like actually, like showing up in some of the the projects that Stage to Screen does. It's like it's weird, but at the same time, it's it's super fun because it's like I I love musical theater myself. When but when I first started doing this, I never actually planned to be in any of the projects now i've been in a few of them at this point so it's like oops may as well right like come on it's true i mean i don't know but you picked the lion king and we are being very specific the original animated one the original animated lion king not this new one which we may talk about the new one but like i'm sure we will we kind of that like Disney has put themselves in sort of a bind in which like you can't talk about <laughs> you can't talk about the 1994 version of it without like reaming this new version and you can't talk about the new version without praising the original version so I mean we're in that bind so I, I think it will it will come up in conversation it already kind of has <laughs> yeah 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 we'll, we'll put a pin in it for the moment yeah. So with The Lion King that came out in 1994, the screenplay is by Irene Michi, Jonathan Roberts, and Linda Wolverton. Mm. Um, the story is by at least 75 different people. So yes. I'm not listing each and every name. Sorry, people who worked on the story, but there's like 20 of you. And it's a village. Takes a village. Uh, music and lyrics by Elton John and Tim Rice. And it's directed by Roger Allers and Rob Minkoff. And according to IMDb, mm-hmm. Lion Prince Simba and his father are targeted by his bitter uncle who wants to ascend the, the throne himself. Mm. They should have, instead of calling him bitter, they should have just called uh, Scar a camp queen. Honestly, like, <laughs> honestly. Oh my god, I, I don't think I've seen, I've watched this version in a while. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like you, but we we all know the story of Lion King. Yeah, we know the story. Yeah, yeah, and even like, because I mean, it's essentially Hamlet, and even since the Lion King, you know, different stories have done this, um, this similar story. I mean, you can see it. You can see it in Thor. You can see it in black panther you can like you just someone's someone's gonna be better if you're if you are king and they are not or you're queen and they are not i just found this out this story can be even traced back further past hamlet uh mm-hmm. to the osirian family the story of horus wow in a way. didn't know that yeah where osiris is murdered by seth uh and Horus is Osiris's son, 
and is sent away. And then it, mm. he comes back and avenges father. So wow. as well as you can compare the story to Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I do feel Where, it. I, so I was reading like the IMDb trivia on this and it was like Mufasa's death is ranked like up there in terms of like the emotional response that people have to it as is Bambi's mom. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like um, the parallels between the beginning and end of it, each where it's like it deals with the birth of a mm-hmm. new quote unquote prince of the mm-hmm. of the land. I think what I like with this too is literally he's basically you know, he's born into royalty, but he at this point is like super excited about it to the point where it's like if things didn't happen um, the way they did, he would have probably been a terrible king. Like he was so like, true. he was so like excited about it and all the th- stuff he would do. He just he seemed you know like a brat. I mean, and then again, you know, we don't know like if he ended up like being raised by Mufasa who obviously like was a noble king and whatnot and was trying to teach him lessons but who knows I mean like you know different circumstances I mean he basically raised himself after that you know like under well, different he had, ideals. he had some help with Timon and Pumbaa yeah 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 definitely like their ideals became his ideals as well as the things that were his like left over from his father based on the trauma that had happened once his father was killed so it's like there's there's like a, a a mesh of a bunch of things that like probably helped him be a a better king than he was. And he's he's such a naive child to think mm-hmm. that his dad died because of him. Yeah. And it's like, well, yes, but no. Right. Like your your dad saved you and yeah. everything. I was just yeah. I, I, just rewatching it. I was just like, "But you didn't like it's not your fault." But I yeah. get it. He's 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 a chi- he's supposed to be a child, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a, he he's a child. And I think he, you can attribute it to like, even though he's not particularly where he shouldn't be, because I mean, his uncle tells him that he, you know, um, he's supposed to be waiting there for his father. But at some, you know, at some point, you know, he's. You know, he he puts himself and his friend in danger by being somewhere he's not supposed to be. And it's like the blurred lines and the guilt and the trauma and then Scar, you know, he he you know, he took advantage of that real quick. All he had to say is like if it weren't for you, like <laughs> it's true. We weren't for you. So in the <laughs> Disney cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that Scar is like the evilest? disney villain i i do and i i do and it's it's really well like to date i should say because who date, knows yeah i do stories. he is like he's crazy manipulative and we have to remember like he's targeting family he he wants to kill his brother who like what he succeeds in doing and then also wants his young nephew dead too um and does anything he can't like to make sure that happens like set aside the fact that he killed his brother he tried like he wanted his he wanted a child dead a child needed to die (laughs) uh, 
it's there's so much that so many layers to this that you're just like what the fuck and this is a kids movie yeah it's a yeah, children's he's, movie he's such like he, like he he's such a rounded character and it's like a lot of a lot of characters like you, you don't always want your villain to be like just evil even though we don't get a huge amount of backstory on scar in in, in this movie you still feel like I, for some reason you still get it like it's like it's but it's weird he's still like because he's still like so charismatic he's still like he's conniving and cunning enough to like pull this plan off to where he can kill Mufasa like this is literal behemoth of like a character and even the cunning he even like says before he was just like you know I I wouldn't challenge you because if if I tried to fight you <laughs> if I tried to I'm fight you and everything yeah if I tried to fight you I, I would lose like, like <laughs> I'm not gonna do that but like can I, I smart feel, you I kind of feel like part of that is due to Jeremy Irons' voice and yeah. I think like no offense to the actor who I forgot who did it in the remake but mm. like it didn't work for that moment because mm-hmm. like you needed i'm gonna say it again you needed like a campy yeah like sort of gay voice to it yeah yeah jeremy is, irons yeah which um, i don't know jeremy irons sexual orientation i believe he's straight but like the way that yeah. he the way that he delivered i it, it's <laughs> just it it worked it's like ursula it's like mm-hmm. Maleficent, like the original one, not the yeah, not that, this bullshit no, with what's not her Angie. Name? <laughs> not Angie, no. Mm-mm. It's it like uh, it's also Captain Hook. Like di- when Disney queer codes their villains, it yeah. kind of works because like you give them a slappy, like awesome yeah. song, and you're on. You move on your merry way. <laughs> it does work. Like di- like Disney has hit the mark with their villains a lot of, and a lot of it's just like that too. like i like watching jeremy irons in the booth recording his lines for scar is terrifying in itself because like literally it's just just like like just everything is like delivered with this like this hang which is just dripping in either sarcasm yeah. but also like you can tell he's like thinking of something and it's just like he doesn't sound bored in any of the sense he just like often you can you can feel <laughs> you can feel how menacing he is uh with everything and it's just like yeah jeremy irons like that voice like honestly like every like everything about it like just like the the gravitas and then just like the hang in between like certain words like you just run along now and have fun like <laughs> but i was reading that in a draft of the script or one of the earlier drafts i should say mufasa and scar were not related and so mm. that's why they look different from each other. Right, right. Okay. So I'm happy they made the switch to make them make them brothers because yeah. then it makes it that much more painful to watch. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I have to, yeah, honestly, like, because something that literally, because watching this, because I, I watch this movie, pretty often you know um and even more so since disney plus has blessed us but like uh 
<laughs> that is so true. Thank you. Praise you, Disney Plus, for Honestly, once. <laughs> they gave us everything that was in the vault, and we don't have to like break out our VHS players anymore. But like, no, no, um, not everything. There are still things that they will not release. That's true. That's true. I I agree with what with the statement that Whoopi Goldberg came out with years ago about like why like why they should uh, release songs of the South just because mm-hmm. it's like it's history. It, it is history, yeah. It happened, it's history, and it's like we don't necessarily want to like pretend like it didn't happen. Like, you know, like it's right. it, it exists. Like it exists, it's there. And like, because you know, we're often in a situation where it's just like if something is bad, we erase it. But at the same time, we to push forward, we have to acknowledge that it was in fact there. And it's like we know the history and we know never to go back to it, but we know it was there, you know? Yeah, like, this. Uh, even with this movie, though it's uh, predominantly white actors, there's a lot of, like, people of color as well. Yes. In major roles. Hello, James Earl Jones. You're, yes. Your silky smooth voice. I, you are Mufasa, period. The uh, yes. next question. <laughs> a hundred percent you know but i I, like i give them credit to the remake where they try to make it predominantly people of color yes some cast members may not were probably not the correct ones yes some some word i i mean i have notes but you know that I do kind of enjoy that that aspect of it, where it was like, okay, yeah, this they did cast a lot of people of color where they should have. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm probably gonna say something controversial, but I have things to back it up. Mm-hmm. I don't think Beyonce was right for Nala. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? I I know we I know we're not talking. About- I, we're not really talking about that movie, but I, I'm 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 sorry yeah. if that if I offended anyone no. including yourself but like her her, her voice set is so smooth to like mm-hmm. it's because it's too smooth of a voice like yeah. she can be the voice the singing voice talent um but i was just like her saying the lines i'm like ooh, like i'm i need a mm-hmm. I, I, I guess i'm I, it may also be because i'm tainted by this movie yeah version the original animated version uh but like i love you beyonce trust me love you love love your singing Mm -hmm. your voice is too smooth in my opinion (laughs) honestly you did not offend me i've been saying this from the jump when i found out that beyonce was going to be nala i was just like (sighs) because like honestly when when i find out beyonce is going to be in any movie Oh, yeah. I don't I don't get super excited because like and even especially when I found out this like this because I was like okay we're just she's just gonna be voice acting and voice acting like you can't just sit there and read you have to like actually be acting in the booth so that you can put it forth and I knew that it was just going to be like her just like reading and anytime like I hear it I'm just like oh gosh that's just literally because like, like she's a great like she does she has been in like great roles. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Dream Girls specifically. Yes, I, that's the first thing I'm thinking about. <laughs> I mean, and like as problematic as the movie is, like her and Goldmember, mm-hmm. 
I get that she's playing the black exploitation character. Yeah. Um, to a like, like turned up to eleven, but I, I mean, she got the comedy down. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I feel like that fit because I feel like everyone's sort of like, like camp acting, like overacting and stuff. So like when I when her and Gold members, like I don't actually mind it too much. It was like when. Mm-hmm. And again, a great role with her in, in, in dream roles, like in dream girls, because like, um, a, I mean, the music, the, the movie is well done. The, the music is, is well done. Mm-hmm. And, but, and even so like the, the stuff that she has to deliver, luckily enough, basically everyone around her is phenomenal so it's something to like play off of like there were stakes you can tell that she really wanted to try to make sure that this was good like yeah i'm like i do appreciate though that like uh with the remake of the lion king she put out an album as well yes um kind of retelling the story but with her music and I dug it, yeah watching the, it with it's it's great it's phenomenal it's so good and i understand and i understand why they cast her but like mm, (laughs) did we have i've i I feel like well i understand why they cast her as that character just so that she can sing can you feel the love tonight Mm -hmm. but if we want to do like a good parallel i feel like maybe her as sarabi the mother would have been better might have been better i think like in nala um if you if you know who she is um i really i think i would have liked um anika uh anika Nani rose. rose she would have been great i mean she was already in disney's pocket as tiana she's she's so great such a great actor such a great singer i would have i would have loved to see her in that in that role i get i get it but i would have loved I to get, see her i get it i get it but we got bowed down to queen b um, mm-hmm. but where am I going? Where am I going with this? <laughs> I don't know. I did read though that she also that like she helped she and Elton John teamed up to like rework the songs. So I mean, she did a lot of work with the movie. Yes, which is great. Mm-hmm. And um, and Hans Zimmer repro- like was also the composer for the remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, he composed this one. And like if from what I've read about it too, he it seems like he had to be convinced to come on board. <laughs> well, you know, it's like come come compose a Disney movie. Ooh, yeah. like, but then you you read the story and you understand. It feels like um the original Lion King, mm-hmm. the one that we're actually talking about. Yes. Is like kind of where hunchback of notre dame is where mm. it is a kid's movie but i my, i feel like it might be like for older children in a way yeah like almost teenagers it deals with trauma betrayal um it it deals death. with you know death succession in such mature ways that it's hard it's hard, for, even though it, it's hard for a kid to wrap around, but it doesn't go over their head. It's the point where it's just like it actually, for me, because I was very young when the movie came out, um, for me it just kind of it 
it's a little bit traumatizing like traumatizing because it's dealing with stuff that like you don't understand but it's still explaining it to you like it explains it to you like how it's what's going on each time like it it doesn't dumb it down but it also takes the time to uh let you know what's happening because even though like it's it's something that the whole family can watch so that everyone's got to understand that they do a very good job at that and it's like to this like to this day i mean even so like you know as an adult still talking about it, still talking about these themes and the way they've been played into it like it, it's you know um you know going back to uh you know the the choice to 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 make scar and mufasa uh, brothers you know going back to that what's crazy is like the the moment of his death him on the side you know of the slope you know right there it's it's even worse now watching it as an adult like he's he's calling out to his brother for help he's calling out to his brother for help he's literally there and that look that like scar gives him before it's just like just like clawing his hands right there the moment that mufasa realizes that his brother is going to kill him is heartbreaking he realizes that you see it in his eyes like you know he's just like literally betrayed he is shocked at that point like just and it's like and he's it's like, mirrored he's, later yeah when scar almost kills simba mm-hmm. where he re- like reveals i killed mufasa and everything and you're just like that i mean we know we as the audience know scar killed mufasa but the fact that like when he reveals it it's still a little like shocking yeah. and you're and like you you're clutching your pearls and everything. Yeah, just he like finds oh, out. he said it, you know. I'm but like, first of all, you're such a dick. Like honestly, you, you are just told him. yes. <laughs> you told him, and then like the look of heartbreak is mirrored. Yeah, it's definitely like because now he's heartbroken. He thought this whole time, like it was just like it was him, and he thought it was him because his uncle, someone at the time he thought he could trust when he was younger, told him that it was his fault. And he kept that for so long. Oh, so oh, oh! This movie slaps so hard. It's so I'm, good. It's so good. And and so and even with the music, like, um, it starts with a song. It starts with the circle of life, and it's just it hits you across the face. We didn't deserve it. I feel no, like. no, we didn't. That's a world building song that like is unparalleled. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. So Elton John and Tim Rice wrote five songs for the movie. Mm-hmm. Technically, I counted seven though, because then you have Timon and Pumbaa singing The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Mm-hmm. And then that number that they do in the hula as a distraction. So good. <laughs> it's so, I mean, every song is amazing. But the fact that it was only five surprised me because I'm pro- mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the Broadway show yeah. version, which has 20 songs in it. Yeah, yeah, it, has more, it definitely has more songs. Um, I listened to that recently, too. I uh, just listened to the soundtrack, just felt like it. I yeah, To get me in the mood for this, I was just like, I need to listen to this again. <laughs> and I'm, I actually like the song The Morning Report that was yes. supposed to be in the movie but they cut it and mm. i found i literally just found out before recording this episode that they cut it from the stage version 
they cut it from the yeah, cut it from the stage version. Um, How dare they? <laughs> yeah, they it's it's so interesting too because there's you know even now they they because they've recently not recently but just more recent than the movie's original release they they have put morning report back into the movie um but i mean you not can on tell, disney plus not on disney, not plus. disney plus you gotta you gotta you gotta look for it you gotta I look, look for, for it, it on that special dvd yeah it, i think it was honest like a special dvd that i was i was just watching i was like i feel like watching lion king and then like they said it was like a special edition and i was just like okay what does this mean and all of a sudden like morning report happens I'm like what is happening like i was so confused because you can tell that it you can tell they added in later because the animation's slightly newer and like it's like a different young singing voice and i was like huh i read uh, i read also that there's another song that they were supposed to Ooh, i don't know where this is uh but there was another song that they recorded that just got cut like Mm. before before it it didn't even get animated it just it was just cut Mm. i I guess i i mean i i've heard that happening for other films as well so Mm -hmm. i guess that's like a a thing you know you you write all these songs and then all of a sudden you're just like, Ooh, it's going to be an hour and a half kid movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let's get rid of all the it. dark shit that we wrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> Ooh, let's just, let's just do that. But yeah. Um, morning report is great. Um, I feel like always... that one may have been cut just for time. Yeah. It's just for time. You don't need like i don't think like in the, the scene works the, the way scene that works as it, it is yeah you don't need it because i mean he's even like he's doing like he's just like, speaking the morning report the morning adding the morning report is pretty much like icing on the cake but like you don't necessarily need it you know um but i want it exactly it's still it's still a really good song um and like i i think like when i listen to the the stage version i do actually like play that song back a couple times i'm like this is kind of cool like I, I enjoyed this have um, you seen the stage version i haven't seen it i've only had the pleasure of listening to it um and um and listening to it like even like recently because i you know i was i was recently like practicing like like singing be prepared you know i was you know yes. Yeah, I was listening. There's there's a little bit of it on my, my Instagram, not the full song, but I, I recently like I don't know, I was looking for uh you know, I was looking for songs in my range, um, with my bass singer. And it just so happens that a lot of songs in my range happen to belong to villains. So <laughs> I I was looking <laughs> I was look, looking into that and you know, I was uh listening to um you know, Paige Patrick version from the stage version. I was looking, like, listening to Jeremy Irons, and this ended up like kind of melding them to together to kind of come up with my own version. But, um, yeah, that just led me to listen to the whole show because like I just want to listen to the whole show now. Like, even you know, he lives in you. Ah, uh, love it. I love he lives in you. I understand, like, and so great because you know in the straight to video sequel that's what opens that movie um oh really the uh lion king to simba's pride yeah that, you know he lives in you opens that i haven't movie. i haven't seen that one i think ever 
And I believe I watched The Lion King 1.5. <laughs> I believe, don't quote me on it, because mm-hmm. I could be lying to you. But then there's also like two different se- uh, television series that they had, which was the uh, Timon and Pumbaa and, and Lion The Guard. Lion Guard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, as far as like Disney straight to video sequels, because like they happen all like all the time. All the time. Happen all they happen all the time. You can you can see sequels, you can see sequels of Mulan, Cinderella, Snow. You can see like a bunch of those. I will say a lot of time was put into Lion King Two Simba's Pride. Like honestly, I can tell really? that they actually cared about this. A lot of the original cast came back. Um to for do starters, it. that never happens. That ne- that never goes down. A lot of them came back. Like you can probably tell that the music's gonna be great because they started with he lives in you like they started with that that like he lives in you plays you know the the same way you know that circle of life played like and they pay oh my god they 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 slap you in the face with amazingness yeah 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 so they they do it like that so i would say that like as far as like sequels go um straight to video sequels from disney I think it's definitely worth a, a watch. It definitely is. But going back to the stage version, um, I haven't seen it in years, but I mm. feel like that's a show where everything works together. So mm. like Julie Taymor's direction and design, the costume design for it makes that show what it is. But it, there's also like great talent, the mm. music bangs, even the stuff that like, uh, they added like one by one, I think it's called. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Um, and he lives in you, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. Like it, it's amazing. It's all the elements together, and one. I feel like it's a perfect show. Personally, I, I'm gonna say I it. So. I think so too. It's, it's, it is a show that has grown into its own life. I know, like Disney has put put a lot of their movies on stage but like this one specifically the like just starting off with the like the stylized cultural aesthetic that is it's different from the movie but still feels like the movie like the way like yes they they did change some things that i read mm because it's been like i said it's been a minute since i've seen this movie this show Mm -hmm. um but like they did I don't think they altered too too much right. of the story. It's still the I mean, it's still the same, you know. Uh Mufasa dies, Simba mm-hmm. runs away, come, mm-hmm. and then he comes back because of uh Nala convincing him and he mm-hmm. takes back the throne. Yeah. Uh, basically, you know, when you water it down like that, it's the same. It's same. Like I think it's the song one by one where all the animals are present. Mm-hmm. And you get to see all the puppetry. Oh, it's so beautiful. Like, yeah. the, the makeup design flows perfectly with the puppetry and everything. Um, if, if anyone's in New York or can find the tour, go see it immediately. Yes. Stop what you're doing and go see it. Yes, it's back. It's back. It's back. And it's, we're, yeah. we're, we're back. We're, we're back. We're back to business. Yeah, New York, give us your money. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's basically what they've been saying for the last few months now <laughs> since Broadway's been back. They've been like, yeah, 
pay us. Give us <laughs> money. Money, honey. Exactly. Uh, and uh, I believe, no, I, I'm factual in saying this. The Lion King is prob- is in the top 10, maybe top five of longest running Broadway shows because it opened in 97. Mm-hmm. And like Broadway did in 2020, it shut down because of the mm-hmm. uh, pandemic. And that's the only, I mean, I feel like it closed for a week when it transferred theaters Mm because it did transfer theaters here, but it is Disney's and it's Disney's longest running Broadway show too. Yeah. Understandably so. Understandably so. It's, I mean. Julie Tamer and the puppetry, like it worked. It worked. Yeah. It's great. It's still, it's still working. It's still relevant, you know, still relevant. Have you ever seen a little thing called Kimba the White Lion? I listen, I haven't had the pleasure of actually sitting down and watching Kimba the White Lion, but like the the content, the constant content that I, I see and hear about from that film, um, as, especially as someone who is a fan of Lion King, like yeah, I, I consider myself very familiar with it by now, yeah. So I've never seen it, but mm-hmm. I have heard of the parallels. And even uh, the production company that created it, they're like, it's a story about a lion. Of course, there's probably going to be parallels to mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, they, I don't think they actually sued Disney. I mm-hmm. think they were... I think it was just the fans of Kimba slash Lion King are like, mm-hmm. oh, well, this is the same thing. You guys should do something. And then I think I read that the production company was just like, we don't want to go against the Disney lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> like The horde of Disney lawyers. Honestly, this that's a fleet at this point. Like, <laughs> going through. But yeah, Kimba the White Lion, I mean, that's, that's something... If if controversy has come from this movie specifically, because I mean Disney's full of controversy and tea, but if there's something that came from this movie, that's the main thing that pops up. And you know, I haven't seen it myself. I mean, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll just say, you know what, I'm see if I can find it somewhere. I think like one of the major differences is that it's a uh, The Lion King is a musical. I th- I think yeah, and I believe Kimba is a television show a tv show so Mm. maybe it has movies i'm not don't mm, don't quote me on this don't come after me kimba fans i (laughs) i'm only mentioning it because it's been a thing for a a while now Mm -hmm. but i did also read that like there's been some other controversy with the way that the hyenas are portrayed Mm. because um you have Whoopi Goldberg and Tommy Chong? No. Yes. No, it's Cheech. Cheech Marin. Cheech. Cheech yeah. Marin. And the fact that they are just like bumbling, laughing idiots makes, yeah. it, makes it look bad for the um, people of color, the Black mm. and Latinx communities. I see that. I, I definitely see that. Like with those, with those characters specifically. But then again, I ha- I question whether Timon and Pumbaa are like this m- more the stonery like 
Oh yeah. Not <laughs> less they're the, they're the, they're the hippies. They're the stoner hippies. So I feel like at least with the hyenas they're doing stuff. They're not mm. just it's right. not just that they're fat and lazy like they are mm-hmm. they 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 don't want to go after Simba because they don't want to get hurt themselves. Like right. I mean, I want to do the same thing. I'd be like, yeah. do I want to get a thor- thorns all over my ass or do I just say bye kid? Good luck. Yeah, I mean, they used logic at that point because logically speaking, he wouldn't have been able to survive that. He almost didn't. It, if you know, it wasn't if it wasn't for like Timon and Pumbaa, like he he would have died out there. And so they used logic at that point. They're like, oh yeah, well, he's as good as dead out there. Like we don't have to go out there and do anything. He's he's a cub in the desert. He's screwed. Like, but then. So when he when he then goes with uh, Timon and Pumbaa, is it supposed to be like he's in college and he's room he's dorming with stoners? Like, is that what's ha- is that what's happening? What's I'm, <laughs> I may be re- reading too deep into this. I tend to do this with animated movies. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, they have the whole Akuna Matata, mm-hmm. um, and you know. It, it it feels like it's just one mushroom poster away from being a dorm room. Yeah, it, essentially. Like honestly, <laughs> it's like it's like they're in like they're introducing them to <laughs> to like their way of life. You're introducing them to what they eat. You know what I'm saying? It's like they even the way as, they do it. They may as well have like a giant fish poster, um, fish the band with a ph, and mm. um, I don't know, like an MC Escher yeah like it may as may as well be like this is your college years good luck (laughs) yeah yeah exactly i mean yeah because it is a line that is it's odd because like i look at i look at that trio as three friends but then i realize there's like timon and puma met him when he was a child and like he grew up with yeah, and he grew up with them, so it was just like, okay, they're surrogate parents, but at some point, like, they are homies. Like, they're just chilling, like, looking at the stars. Well, Sim- I, you, I just realized this. Simba gets older. Timon mm. and Pumbaa stay the same age. They stay the same age. They don't, <laughs> they don't age at all. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't age at all. They don't mature at all. Like, honestly, like, they're the same. Per- so, like, by the time, like, Simba is an adult, it just seems like yeah, they're just they're just chilling, friends. yeah. Just they're friends. they're ordering pizza, you know. It smells <laughs> it's it smells like skunk in their apartment. That's fine. Honestly, uh, it's like five ashtrays like <laughs> all over the plate. And then there's the 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 apple, you know, the one apple that was turned into some paraphernalia. Uh, <laughs> Speaking from experience, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. But you know, it's like. If we're going stereotypical here, may as well be like, you mm. turn something into a bong. Hooray. Yeah. Look at you guys. <laughs> as um, another thought I had. So, okay, go with me on this. Mm. Do you feel in the Disney cinematic universe, this predates Hercules? Because in Hercules, I don't know if you remember... Mm-hmm. While he's get when he's getting his portrait painted on a urn or something, 
he's wearing the skin of Scar. Right. Right. So, I mean, again, this is a fan. This is me fan theorying out. Mm-hmm. Do you? Because this movie is timeless, literally. Right. There, it can be set whenever you watch it. Like, it's true. It could have been set in 1994. It could be set in 7000 BC. It could be set in. 4500 AD or wait what do we say now BCE I think Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. uh so do you am I am I am I am I thinking too much what am I doing is this right could this be right there's credibility there there's definitely credibility there um because on the on the one hand, you know, there's some people who say like, "Oh, the the skin he's wearing is from the the Nemean lion, you know, the giant lion that like uh, uh, that he faces that he faces." But at the same time, the Nemean lion is a giant, and that skin he was wearing didn't seem that big. It seemed it seemed like the and size believe, of a regular lion. I believe there's the actual scar on it. Yeah, there's um, the scar on it too. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. I was like, yeah, I think. He could have, I mean, he could have found it. I mean, it's just like, depending on what <laughs> what the, the hyenas did to him. <laughs> like On Taka, that's his real name, by the way. Taka, yeah, which I think translates as shit. Like, something like that. Or like sure. trash, or, or trash, or something like that, or garbage, like something. Yeah, I, did, I did see that there was some of the names are from the Swahili language, I believe. Ooh, yeah. Don't quote me on this. Uh, IMTV trivia. What? <laughs> but like, uh, Nala is gift. I think Simba means king. Mm. Not, or prince. I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't have it pulled up. I'm sorry. I'm the worst. But I did read on the IMTV trivia that all the lion, all the lion's roars that were provided uh, were provided by voice actor Frank Welker. They did mm. not want to use a real lion. Mm. I mean, Frank Welker that that does make sense because, like, if you if you need like a noise, like <laughs> go to Frank Welker, like you, it's so funny. Like looking on any IMDb and then like finding like a, a rent, like you'd be like, okay, Frank Welker car noises. What what was going on? You know, like so. I mean, it does make sense. Um, yeah, because even like the the roars have a personality of their own, and like real lion roars, they're essentially just cats. Like they're just cats, so like their roars are still kind of muted. Like they're just cats. Are but they jellical you... cats? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my I'm out. God. I'm done. Bye, guys. I'll, uh... <laughs> oh I'll save myself out of this episode. <laughs> Lion King cats uh, crossover. Oh. <laughs> you said it, and now I want it. Amazing. <laughs> I uh could you just imagine the the cast of the Lion King Broadway version just singing Jellicle Cats? Like I would I would pee myself laughing so hard. I would actually pay for that. I want to see it now. So the cast of The Lion King, if any of you are listening, please do like a TikTok video or something of you guys singing Jellicle Cats. You don't have to do the dance. Light choreo. With some light choreography. 
It depends Please. on where they are, because it seems like it seems like the Lion King cast is always ready to go. Like where they, yes. where they where they end up doing songs and like spots. I'm like they're always ready to go. Did sure. it, but didn't they at one point one, like one of the casts? I feel like I saw a video, and I may post this somewhere if I can find it. I feel like I saw a video of them singing on a on like subway trains, like doing the circle yeah. of life. Am I wrong, or am I thinking no. of a different cast? They've 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 done it on a subway train. They've done it legitimately on an airplane. They've ah yes, I remember the airplane one. Yeah, there's a video recently. They did. I didn't watch this video yet. I need to watch this where the cast of Lion King and the cast of Aladdin um, actually are in an airport doing something. I saw it. I'm just like, why haven't I clicked on this yet? But it's more if you if you find it, send it to me and I'll post it everywhere. Absolutely. Uh, One last question before we get into Sharp and Flat. And Mm -hmm. again, this might be me reading a little too much into it, but are Nala and Simba technically half-siblings? It's... Okay, so... I I just needed to grieve this out because I had a moment where I was like, Mufasa's the only male lion there. Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) So it's weird because they're... (laughs) There's weird lines where it's just like, okay, if you look at like how lions actually act, then it's like, yeah, they would probably be half siblings. So it's weird. But at the same time, it's like a lion will come in and legitimately mate with everyone and like (laughs) and make progeny. Yeah. So they'll make progeny and what normally happens when lions um, mate with everyone and all the cubs, they kind of separate the females and the males. So what they do is like, if they have females, the females can stay. If they have males, then at a certain point, the males have to leave. Like they actually, they make them leave to actually prevent that sort of thing. Those males have to find a different and uh, that's prior just to females and that's just animal instinct that's not yeah. human interference yeah they have to leave and wow. it's also weird yeah so it's, it's also weird so they have to just go but if another lion comes in if another lion comes in and challenges the you know the the, the current the king yeah, yeah the current male challenges the current male and wins then like and just like wins and of course like that current male is either cast out or dies if there are cubs by the the previous uh male king then and this is so terrible but they 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 kill all the cubs (gasps) why they kill all the cubs because that's not my progeny so like I don't want to raise up anything that's not in my bloodline. So like kill all the cubs and then they make new cubs. And then again, if there are males, then the males get cast out. So it's like by those rules, since we're like we're already breaking lion rules, kind of. So it's 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 blurred. So it's like it seems <laughs> like something would. <laughs> I did not know that you were such a lion expert. I yeah. I'm so glad that you picked this then. <laughs> I, I like animals in general, and this that's something that was just very um interesting to me, especially like 
in the coming years where like all these different like weird like Lion King theories came up and I'm just like okay let me just look into this a little bit more and I was like yeah no like lions are weird like <laughs> they really <laughs> this is what they do and it's it's so odd that like they literally just like male okay you gotta bounce like you gotta we don't want to like when bloodlines like this you have to leave but like find your own way when they get of like age to start mating they make them go away huh. and it's like and it's like to make them go away but it's almost just like yeah just fend for yourself now you're old enough we can go like you just go so they prevent that sort, that sort of thing actually so none of this drama of like your uncle kills your dad because yeah, your yeah. uncle doesn't exist yeah your uncle wouldn't <laughs> exist your uncle would have to bounce like if that's the case you know oh, so. look at that lion king getting it <laughs> wrong I know. Get it right. <laughs> how Please dare don't you, get it right. How dare you, Disney, get something so wrong I know. in one of your animated movies? Go I fuck know. yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, wait. No, no. Don't do that. No, wait. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, we could do it like this. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Disney. Please don't cancel me. Uh, <laughs> let's get into Sharp and Flat, shall okay. we? Yeah, let's do it. Sharp flat. In this section, we're gonna highlight some moments. If we liked them, it, it's sharp, and if we hated them, it's flat. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's a natural, but I don't do. I'm not doing a natural this time. Hooray! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what are your sharps for this movie? Um, so sharps. I mean, you can say the whole movie. I basically say the whole movie with what I wrote yeah. down. I mean, the, the whole movie is sharp. Let me, let me get into some reasons, though. Let me explain it to you. Like, and I, I mentioned this before. Like, they, can, they convey so much different emotion, that, and they take their time with it, even if it's just, like, a shot or if it's just, like, you know, just a moment. They take enough time for you to understand what's happening and what the character is feeling at that moment. It doesn't like leave you behind, you know, it, it makes sure that you're caught up before moving on. They do that as well as with the music. It's not the, it's not a situation in which like the, the music's happening in a situation where it makes the, the story stop in any situation. It keeps you, it, it keeps telling the story with the music it it never stops it's just rolling through it's rolling through the whole time and like you're basically on this ride the whole time this emotional ride and it's definitely something that the the remake lacked heavily i have the remake in one of my flats i will we will get back to that in a second mm-hmm. do you have any other sharps though i would say biggest sharp of all mufasa james Earl jones Obvious. <laughs> yes he is a character who you know the difference with him and other like disney parents who like die is that like he's killed in the film but like it leaves such an impact on you like to the point like his character even though we know what happens we know this character's tragic end we care about him the entire time we care about him now and he is still in such an iconic character to this day to the point oh, yeah. where it's just like you know we think about like disney dads was like mufasa or disney characters mufasa like it's just like he, he like he left such an impact oh this movie is a banger yes it's so um 
but I want to also highlight Scar. Like, I don't think he gets enough love for being one of the best villains in the Disney canon. He's my favorite villain. Um, I know other people have, because there's, there's other great ones. Ursula's a great one, you know, like, but yeah, Scar is my favorite. And I have to say also my favorite villain song, <laughs> my favorite villain song. Yes. Like it's basically Hitler in that song. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they And they don't hide that fact. No, not at all. <laughs> With the hyenas goose stepping. Like <laughs> they don't hide that fact. I would say Scar is probably top three of my Disney villains with Ursula and Maleficent. 100%. The not Angie Maleficent. Not not Angie, not Angie. Angie Maleficent doesn't exist in my world. (laughs) And I think the song slaps so hard, but like, it's just so good. And like you said it earlier, we don't really get a backstory for him. And I'm okay Mm -hmm. with that. Like, I don't need one. I, that, I think that's why I like the other two as well, where, like, I don't need a backstory for why you're evil. You're just evil. Like, it's like you're just evil. And it's like, or you just want power. And I like, I don't need to see the years of turmoil where you're where the person that has the power is always accoladed and looked like highly upon. And you're just slowly going back into the shadows. I don't need that. Mm hmm. Don't do that yeah. anymore, Disney. I don't need that. Yeah, because with those villains, we we understand their motive. That's one thing that I think makes it different with like other villains that just are just evil. Is like other just evil villains don't seem as passionate as the three that you just mentioned. Like they seem very passionate about their goal. Like we understand their goal to almost to the point where we're like, I don't want you to succeed, but kind of yeah, like I kind of want you to because like, yeah. you're so passionate into it. <laughs> I also really loved, I mean, speaking of songs, I love the musical numbers in this movie. They slap so hard. Even the, even the two that aren't like Elton John, Tim Rice, the lion sleeps tonight. Like that was still fun. And then the hula number is hilarious. It's a hilarious 10 second bit that (laughs) uh, from what I read on the IMDb trivia, Nathan Lane improvised that line of like what, how do you want me to distract them with the coconut bra and a hula skirt? Like, yeah, that whatever that line was, was improvised. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love the hyenas, the hyenas and like so kind of forgot Whoopi was in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so rewatching it, I was like, oh, yes, you guys are amazing. And then the whole stampede section, like it's so I love it because it's so emotional. Yeah. And, I'm a, I, do I sound like a sadist? <laughs> I don't remember seeing this in theaters, but apparently, because I was only four years old, but apparently my mom tells me this all the time. She took me and my sister to see Lion King. And she told me that during the stampede section, I was just in the theater, like mouth agape, eyes wide. Like I was just like, during that specific section, like I was just like super enthralled with it that's what she tells me happened but it makes so much sense because that scene as far as I can remember has been so like important to me that I was like looking up how they did it like you know the the process of it and like I heard it read I read that it took three years for them to animate just that one section because of this the because 
around this time, this is when Disney was incorporating computers into mm-hmm. their thing. So, and like computers were still like a brand new thing to society as a whole. So, mm-hmm. like they were trying to build, they had to build a program to then have it so that the um, wildebeests did not like knock into each other. <laughs> yeah, something. like they didn't like knock into each other. And also, like, it's like each wildebeest had to run slightly different. Like, it was like to make right. it really look real. Cause, you know, it could have easily just had them all look the same running down that way. And it wouldn't have been as impactful. But it feels so real. Like, it feels so like, like, just power. Like, it feels heavy. There's weight to that scene. You know, you want to run away. Like, I was like, that. Yeah. And, that's- and with the Hans Zimmer music, which. I mean, you well, you listened to the uh, mm-hmm. Broadway cast recording, but they they kept that like mm-hmm. they kept that. Oh, oh, it's such an important moment that I'm so happy that they kept so it good. in the stage show. And when you see it, you will appreciate how they did it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it for you. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Just let me let me see it. Let me see if I can head out <laughs> to New York or catch the tour. I know that the tour sometimes I have to expect to see if they're coming to California. But yeah, I'd love to see it. Uh, okay, so what were your flats if you had any? Um, so flats, flats are really difficult for this film. Um, the only, I think, the only flat, and again, I'm reaching. Um, the only flat. I, oh, mine are so stupid. You're gonna love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The only flat with this specific movie that I often wonder about the process of making the the Pride Land like a wasteland. Like I kind of like. I wonder, like, okay, like, Simba leaves, and during that time, during Scar's reign, they basically overhunt and overfeed to the point where, like, a lot of animals, like, they have to leave, and then during that time, you know, the place pretty much turns into Mad Max. It's just something that it's, again, it's reaching, because it's more so something that where people were just kind of, like, wondering the process, like, (laughs) to see it a little bit more. I think I think what I can attribute it to is probably like what Mufasa said earlier in the film where we die, you know, we basically fertilize the, the ground. We turn into grass, I guess. If that's not happening anymore, then maybe like that's where that kind of comes from. Um, but I also wonder, I was like, what was the process? This is this is something that I want to see. What was the process of getting everyone back? <laughs> so you, you want to see like the rise and fall or well, the fall and then rise re-rise yeah. of the pride okay i'd love like i'd love to see that like how do they recruit people back to the pride lands <laughs> like how do they after that well they're just like ding dong the witch is dead and yeah, i guess basically. that's what happened yeah but again it's just it's reaching if anything like you know my flats come from disney themselves for thinking they could ever recreate this like, oh give mm-hmm. me a sec give me a second let me say my other two ones that are really stupid <laughs> um that morning report was cut yes it's stupid like it's fine the way it is but like i want the song i, I want it and then this is so stupid i i again reached as well part of me didn't really like the slow-mo of the fight between simba and scar mm, i see that i, I mean that. i i love the moment of scar slowly like jumping out of the fire that's great but mm-hmm. like when when they paw slap each other bitch slap each other whatever like i was just like why are we going to slow motion here yeah oh I yeah mean, it's like boom then the other one boom <laughs> it may have it may be just a little too slow motion 
Like if it was a, a little faster, maybe not at regular speed, mm-hmm. but like I get you're doing an operatic dramatic moment mm-hmm. where it's a slow bitch slap and another slow bitch slap. But so like make it a little faster. That's I feel that's, I, I feel that. It's just me. And then okay, so the remake, right? Okay. We kind of talked about it. This episode is gonna be a really long one, guys. No, no, yeah, not sorry. You have to do it, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Because I I'm not I do not want to rewatch the remake. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody comes on as like I want to do the remake, I might be like canceled. But <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but may as well talk about it now. Yeah. The thing that I really didn't like about the remake is that they were going hyper realistic with talking mm-hmm. animals. Mm-hmm. Like, give me an eyebrow raise. Yeah. They were so dead in the eyes that I was just like what what is this i don't yeah the voice and the face are not connecting right yeah it 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 is interesting i almost feel like that might have been a part of the direction too because a lot of the actors when they are even speaking they're barely emoting um like they they seem like they seem like they're phoning it in with i'll say with the exception of just like uh you know jones james Earl jones is doing his thing like he's chilling he came back he's like i'm down and then i'll have to i'll i'll give it to simone and pumbaa it was like billy and seth yes. like they they, they tried so hard fun. they were having so they seemed like they were having fun to really do this and so it made sense but i think uh, this movie is probably like one of the sometimes hollywood will do a thing where it's like okay scratch our back we'll scratch yours so john favreau direct, directed this film the remake and they he if for people who don't know who john favreau is he directed the first two iron man movies he also and directed, played happy and yeah, is playing happy i should say he's currently playing happy still um and he also directed disney's the jungle book and he currently directs episodes and is uh creator of uh the disney plus star wars show the mandalorian i think he's he's great creatively he's a great director i didn't feel too much of his passion for this i feel like after he did jungle book which i actually really enjoyed um after he did jungle book i feel like disney was like okay if you do lion king for us we'll let you do whatever you want we'll let you mm-hmm. do whatever you like situations okay. like that because even so, like in interviews, you can tell like he's like he's talking about it, but like it seemed like his his main thing was just like let's get people impressed with how photorealistic this is. That's all he really talks about. Because I've heard him in interviews talk about things that he's like passionate about. Like so, it's like because the only mm-hmm. the only shot in um the only shot in the in the remake that's actually like real, like actually shot practically is the opening shot where you know the sun is rising that's the only shot that's practical the rest of it is completely done 100 yeah yeah it's completely done in cg so a lot of, so they made photo real like it just photorealistic which is like didn't necessarily work i mean not gonna lie the photorealism is beautifully done like yes. it it looks like it was real animals yeah great on that everything else was just what and also 
<laughs> this is so stupid. Mm-hmm. I was very disappointed that there was no Tower of Animals in I Just Want to Be, I Just Can't Wait to Be King in the remake. <laughs> That's all I needed. I All I wanted. I just wanted a goddamn Tower of Animals with photorealistic animals. And then we're done. We're That's- done. That's and that's the thing too because I like just can't wait to be king. That sequence, the like the stylized color that they use for that specific sequence, is ripped from it. So all we're pretty much using are these like these browns and grays and like muted greens and anything like that because that's what it really looks like. And this is like someone told me that last note, and it's like I just can't wait to be king. Where they're just like they're holding king long at that point. Someone said it was like it just looks like the lion's mouths are open. Like it just like it just king. That's all it really looked like. So you didn't really feel it. But yeah, mm-hmm. it just it's it's so dead. And the thing is, is like when Favreau directed Jungle Book, it was it felt the animals' performance felt different. Like they felt like um there there was a little bit of characterization it's just enough to where like you can kind of get it because i mean and even so the the actors don't in jungle book don't sound like they're phoning it in they actually sound like they're having a decent amount of fun doing it like i know Uh, we shat on beyonce earlier maybe that was actually direction like i i don't i don't want to give her all the fault on it mm -hmm. because you know, yes, she made choices, but like mm-hmm. she was also directed. Like right. we gotta remember that. So I'm gonna retract some some of my faults on her. You know, like, like what I said. Um, her voice still too silky smooth for it. Yeah, the, the, the a final product is that I feel like her voice was too silky smooth. Now, whatever the process was, is a different argument that I could have. Mm-hmm yeah yeah because even like still love you beyonce please don't don't cancel me yeah because even like one thing that i contribute to favreau being favreau and something that he was attempting to do is and not all the actors did this but some of the performances the vocal performances were record like weren't recorded in a booth they were recorded um they were recorded live where in which the actors were actually like acting off of each other in like a in a sound stage where they were just that's how they were they were getting some of the vocal performances at least they were they were getting that from like the hyenas a okay. lot of that they're getting that yeah, from the yeah. hyenas other people were in booths i could imagine seth rogan and uh billy eichner actually recording together yeah they were together doing that yeah yeah because you you can tell that like at least with their performances mm-hmm. they were playing off each other and there was no way that it was just they were recording separate like there yeah. was no way that happened there's definitely a chemistry there that i liked which was enough for me to be like okay yeah i believe you guys as Tuan and pumbaa um yeah it i mean it was like for that sense it was like yeah that's that's perfect i i, I see that um but you know yeah it would it, it it wanted to be it was going it should have been great but again we're disappointed and mm-hmm. the fact that they keep churning out remakes of things it's like you did it great once yeah you're not gonna catch lightning in a bottle a second time no unfortunately no. it's like, i mean sometimes they do i'm not gonna lie sometimes they do i still haven't really watched aladdin i've heard mixed things about it yeah i i walked out confused i'm like there's joy to be had and whenever i do aladdin we'll talk more about that but 
Mm-hmm. Let's get back to topic at hand. Would you add any of the songs from this version of The Lion King, the 1994 one, to your life's playlist? I wrote all of them. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely... Yeah, there's, all, definitely there's, there's no clunker. There, like, not, like, there are... On that, on that uh, soundtrack, and we're again, we're just talking about the movie at this point. On that soundtrack, no skips. There's no, no. skips. You no. listen to the whole thing. I mean, start it's a, to finish. It's really only five songs, and then you have all the orchestrations. But like the five songs, I wouldn't. I I there's there is no one that is like a downer, really. Mm-hmm. They're all, they all are very emotional. They're all very great. Mm-hmm. It felt like, it, it felt like they didn't write for children. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like it was. They were very was, serious about it mm-hmm. where they're like, well, A, we need to make money. But B, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're writing songs that yes, there's some childlike humor and things to that but like we're it's a serious song like we're right like i even with i just can't wait to be king like the those chords and harmonies and notes and things like that are and the lyrics are amazing you're right that you can like a three-year-old i'm gonna say three because that's usually where like you have you start mem- remember like having memories and things like that mm-hmm. a three-year-old to like an uh a hundred and three year old can enjoy it. Right. So, um, how, what did you actually answer it? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though because there's no skips on the on the album, I think my life's playlist. I would just say "Circle of Life" because that's an amalgamation of like of pretty much everything. You, Circle of Life. It's a great wake up thing yeah. too. You yeah. know, like you set your alarm to play "Circle of Life." Oh boy, you'll be awake. And on that note, Darius, we're finally done with this episode. We've talked a lot. We did. About I think it was necessary. <laughs> yes. Is there anything you would like to plug or promote? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, up right now, um, we, uh, Stage of Screen, we have a, a podcast, Stage of Social Podcast. Um, yeah, about four episodes in. I think, well, by the time that you listen to this, we'll be about eight episodes in. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the main spot you can get that is on uh, Spotify. You can also get it on uh, Radio Public, Breaker, uh, anywhere you get your podcast. Um, so we're starting that right now. Also, um, at this point in time, uh, keep watching season two, and we're working on season three for you um, <laughs> as we speak. There's a, a lot of great scenes in in season three. Uh, yeah, uh, Mean Girls, Beauty and the Beast. Um, we're going in there. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, uh, are you planning to do a lion king i yeah we are planning to do the lion king actually by this time if things work out then we are going to do our our own creation of be prepared so (gasps) with myself as scar at this point yeah i am so happy I loved you in uh, Jolly Holiday. So <laughs> you got you, you set the bar for yourself. You got to go past yeah, it now. Got to keep going. I'm going to keep <laughs> showing up in these things uh, as much as I can. Just, uh, yeah, just uh, thank you guys for your support for stage to screen in the in the, the scenes that we're doing. Um, yeah, your support helps us make a lot more of them. 
And yeah, we love doing what we do. So yeah, we appreciate you guys. And it's great that you are at least expelling some creative energy that you've pen- built up over the la- over lockdown and everything. And yeah, what feels like forever. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, and if you want to reach out to the podcast, you know, please don't cancel me for any of my hot takes that I had I had said today. <laughs> Um, they are opinions and we are allowed to have them even if I'm wrong or you think I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, but if you want to reach out, uh, you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at buttersongpod. What do you think about The Lion King? Mm-hmm. Like, does do, do you think we deserve that music um, that mm-hmm. Elton John slapped us in the face with? Uh, let's hear it (laughs) let's hear it and if you want to be part of next episode we're going to be talking about season one of schmigadoon okay so i don't know how to sign off on this one i would start singing the lion king but i would fear disney would sue me for it yeah they would rain down hellfire (laughs) all the lawyers that were ready to fight them for kimba are now gonna fight me Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to say I'm going to walk the Pride Lands and mm-hmm. maybe sit on the rock uh, on Pride Rock. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Peace. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.